Welcome into Chatterbox Bearcats. Chuck Walter alongside Houdini. The Cincinnati Bearcats travel to Washington, D.C. for what was a 12-and-a-half-point spread. Thought it would potentially be another cupcake, considering the Howard Bison lost to Georgia Tech. Transitive property always works, right? Unfortunately, they had a guy named Seth Towns. He went off. The team shot at about 50% from deep, 50% from the floor. They looked really good tonight, but the Bearcats do get a win, 86-81. to 81. Your initial thoughts on the performance, Houdini, before we get into us being sea captains with how the broadcast was, let's just talk about the game, your initial thoughts that stand out. Did the Cats play well? Did they not play good? Did Howard just play really good? I think it's a, a mix of both. Like I don't think Cincinnati played terrible by any means. I thought that was a scrappy Howard team tonight. The, the second you saw the broadcast and the second um, – you saw their gymnasium packed and full of energy and the broadcasters on their side saying things like, oh, he looks like he's on NASCAR pit row, Aziz Bandiago and Victor Lakin. I, I thought this one had all the makings of a trap game and Cincinnati gets it done, which to me is all that matters, man. That is all that matters. You escape out of that gym with a win. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, the second I saw the broadcast, I was like, we are screwed. This is an exact game that Cincinnati would lose. We looked we looked a little ugly in the beginning, um, and then I just thought Howard was just making tough shots. I mean, Towns, who is allegedly 26 years old, was at Harvard, Ohio State, and then just sat out and had a COVID year. He's 26. That's us like a few years ago. So you got to expect him to get his points, but they just started knocking down a ton of shots. And um, I think without Jizzle James, and we saw Lockin get hot, um, Aziz had a, a few of his highlight plays, um, and just attacking the boards, really. Um, I thought that game we could have easily lost if we didn't pick it up in the second half a little bit and kind of go shot for shot with them for uh, a good little run. So exactly your point. Getting out of there with a win is all that you can ask for in an environment like that. I mean, the, the, the clock went out at one point. Um, they named, they called every guy on the team a different name, pronounced it a different way about 56 times, <laughs> even their own guys. They started calling Seth Town, Seth Thomas. So saw, you just got to get out of there with the win. Oh, dude. Aziz Bandiago. That may have been my favorite. And the fact that Victor Locken put up 19 points and was listed as one of the top 30 most efficient players in college basketball. Uh, apparently that guy doesn't have a Twitter because I'm sure at some point, someone would have found out who that student was, that poor student calling Victor Locke and Victor Lake in all game. I thought he had some energy. Look, Howard is the home of Gus Johnson, and that guy may not be Gus Johnson. He may. Who knows? You may hear his name in about 15 years. Needs a lot of polish. Uh, the first thing to being a broadcaster is getting the names right so you don't have grown men on postgame shows coming after you as you're just doing your job for free. But he had some energy. And I thought the team really fed off it. They must have heard him over at the scorer's table barking into that mic because they played hard tonight, man. And that is a hard-fought victory that really required everyone. Uh, Dan Skillings went off in the first half. Victor Locken went off in the second half. Aziz had his moments. Simos hit some threes to start the game. Newman had some plays late. It just goes to show you that the deepness of this UC team is going to cause them to win some games that they probably should have lost because today – Howard was probably the better team for a good portion of that game, at least with the way they were shooting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, 
we're a deep team and it's going to be a different guy every week. Um, it seems like we got, you know, lock in skillings and then you're going to have guys step up. Day Day didn't have a great game. Um, they threw him in at the end. I was, I was questioning some of the rotation we were doing towards the end of the game. We pulled Aziz. Frederick, again, kind of nothing from him, but no um, that's what you get. The goose egg yeah, from our no, boy CJ. Yeah. goose egg. So you, you hate to see Feast that. You want to get him going? Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to take it. I Our length is going to be a problem now that we have Aziz. If we can get Jamil, if our boy Dave Yost can get him, then we're going to be even bigger because um, that's going to that's gonna help quite a bit. When you can, you're not going to always play Howard, but those guys, you got two seven-footers out there, and if Lockin can – maintain a decent three-point percentage. You can spread the floor out a little bit. So I'm excited to see what happens. A win's a win. Hey, Georgia Tech just beat uh, a ranked Mississippi State, I believe, tonight. Maybe they're good. Maybe maybe UC is really good. We'll see. We will see. Uh, one thing that I won't have to see is – actually, I will have to see it, rather, segue here. Uh, probably some Advil tonight. My head's spinning a little. Most Bearcats fans right now feeling a little wobbly, and it's not because we had a few of these, folks. Yes, we indulge from time to time. This is my first. Um, but the broadcast, man, we were sea captains watching this game. How does that even happen? What was the Was the camera on, like, a rope, and was it turning? Because if you didn't see the game – the broadcast was swaying. We were literally watching. It was like, uh, would I imagine the folks out there that do a little LSD from time to time and they're watching basketball games like they're at Woodstock in the 70s? That's what I imagine this game was like. Um, it was a, a tough watch there. The baseline camera, you mentioned it earlier in the pre-show. Dan Skillings had a dunk. I didn't even get to see it because they switched to the baseline camera all of a sudden. Actually, that one may have been a decent transition on accident. I think that one, he, they showed him flushing it down. But the alley-oop play later, uh, the end, at the end of the game, the Day-Day Thomas, they didn't pan the camera in time to where I was like, are we about to miss the half quarter that ties this game up right here because they don't turn the camera? And then you see Day-Day come away with it and flush it home for the five-point Cincinnati win. But that's a uh, that's a tough ask to watch a bunch of Bearcats fans and a, and a crop of Bearcats fans, I should say. Chat room's popping right now. We got 30 people on board state where you're watching from folks go cats but uh th there's there's a little juice behind this bearcats team right now after the win over georgia tech i think some of the casuals came back out they're ready to watch some cats and to have to turn on espn plus and potentially pay for that lone broadcast games to start the year you pay the 9.99 a month to watch that I mean, Jesus! And not only that, you mentioned at the very end, the scoreboard goes out. Before that, um, Howard gives Victor Locken an extra free throw, which really helped decide the game at the end there because a student like tripped over a cable cord and it distracted him. I mean, what the hell was going on? Jeez, oh, Pete's, man. That was a lot. It was. It was wild, yeah, because the, the the motion of the camera alone, it felt like I was watching. Remember when they tried to play the games like it was like Michigan State, North Carolina? They played it literally on a ship. That's what I felt like we were on. I thought we were literally on the ocean, and it was swaying back It was and like forth. a speedboat, though. We, I mean, we wouldn't have felt like that if we were on one of those, you know, those big army ships. We were on a speedboat in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, granted, it, it made for um, some, some good, no pun intended, some good chatter. There was a lot of people on Twitter, 
Um, a lot of people commenting. I mean, the chat's going off about the whole broadcast. So maybe this is just a marketing scheme from ESPN Plus. They're like, come on, it's a clown show. We'll just do a bunch of random shit. We'll call guys whatever name we want, and we'll have the camera just doing 360s all day. So, you know, shout out to them if that was the plan. But um, I'm really excited to move into Big 12 play where we I don't necessarily have to search through 7,000 games on ESPN Plus and pray that, you know, it's not an hour delay when I actually watch it. and We can hopefully see the end of the game because I didn't even see the play leading up to the Towns 3. I don't know if Wes tried to foul. Um, I have no idea what happened. I didn't either. Like, yeah, I think yeah. I think everyone was in that boat. I think it just cut out. I just accepted it because nothing happened there. But I, I don't know what to say. If anyone was at the game in D.C. and his boots on the ground and wants to hop in the chat and tell us what happened, I, I don't know. But we got the W, man. We got the W. We got the W. And Howard's a, a, a scrappy team. I would not be shocked to see them um, in the tournament. I know they As were a 16, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, some somewhere winning their conference because I mean, shit. I, I don't want to go back there and play. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I'm glad we got out over the W. Um, and you know, Towns is a power five caliber player. We all saw that, and he he was dicing us up. So you got to take the the win there. You got to take the win, move on, um, and then let's not get in a trap game. Another one coming up before we uh, play Xavier. Uh, the 22nd ranked Cincinnati Bearcats, I should say. I, I don't know where they came up with that number uh, or what poll they were looking at to to get 22. But hey, I got the. Uh, there you go. I, I got the Steve Logan. Doing, yeah, I got the. I think, and I don't hate implementing this. They just let the home team just pick what the ranking is for any team that they're playing. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, we'll just. I think UC is probably the 22nd ranked team, and I agree. I agree. I think we're probably 22. Hey, we'll take it. Uh, Cats are 6-0. and Let's run through the box score real quick. Aziz Bandago, 12 points. He had five rebounds. No blocks in the game. I don't have it as official minutes up. I don't get it on ESPN. Uh, if you have it, let me know. But I still don't think he's playing enough. Maybe they're easing him back into it. I don't know. But uh, he was really effective when he was on the floor. I did not see him and Lockett enough. When I did, I liked what I saw. Lockett had the 19, the six rebounds. John Newman had 11 and six rebounds. He played well down the stretch and was in that lineup late. I think the lineups late are going to be, you know, Newman, Lockett. I think Bandago is going to be in there. Skillings is a must. And then whether it's Jizzle or Thomas moving forward, I don't know. It was Day Day down the stretch tonight in overtime, but Jizzle down the stretch in regulation. Um, they both had their moments. Newman had the 11, as I mentioned. Day Day had six points and five rebounds, but he padded those stats late with a little tomahawk with no time on the clock. I love it. Get out of there emphatically. CJ Frederick didn't score on 0 of 2 shooting. Odio Guama had two. I think his minutes are going to be reduced big time, especially if Jameel Reynolds returns. Jizzle James had nine points, four rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. Dan Skillings, 16 and six, and Seamus Lukosius had 11 points with a lot of them coming early in this game. Dan Skillings, damn Daniel, back at it again with the White Jordans. What do you think of Dan Skillings? Is this the star this team is looking for? A combo of him, Lockin, and Bandago getting it done defensively? Yeah, I think so. He, he's just so lengthy, and we, we see it every game. He has those uh, – I'm still shocked on the closeouts that some of these defenders – yeah, get, get that thing back up there, Chuck. 
some of the uh, defenders that uh, close out on his three so strongly, and he, he pump fakes and goes by him. I'm assuming they'll pick up on that he's not necessarily a lockdown three-point shooter, uh, but he can shoot it well enough that they're going to have to respect it to a degree. And just his length in attacking the rim, I don't know how consistent we're going to be expecting Dan Skillings to be. I hope he's very consistent with it. Um, but again, I, I think he's probably our best perimeter guy as far as attacking the rim. Um, just the length and the athleticism. And then you got Newman, too, who's kind of a similar build there, um, but a little smoother, I would say, a little more trustworthy with it. But Skillings, he's going to have to put up numbers. If we're going to be a you know legit tournament team, we're going to need Skillings big time. Yeah, and Skillings is real dangerous when he's knocking down some shots. Um, was hitting the little baseline Jays, was getting to the basket, but 0 of 3 from deep. He starts hitting a couple of those a game. It becomes a completely different story with Skillings, and he's going to be really hard to stop. One thing I will note with Dan Skillings, 4 of 4 from the free throw line. The team shot 81%. I feel like I saw Victor Lockin miss about 6 free throws in a span of 30 seconds, but apparently the team went 17 of 21. Who knows? With the, with the broadcast crew and the statisticians tonight, I, I don't know what the hell's going on after that one. But 81% from the line, you'll take that. Cats dominated the glass, 36-24. to 24. And then um, since he just 3 of 18 from deep, as compared to Howard's 9 of 21. Uh, that's why Howard was in this game, because since he was getting it going inside late, and they clearly had the size advantage, Howard, 30 of 60 from the floor, that's 50%. They played well. You got to give it to Howard. You went on the road and you won a game. Um, and for those of you out there that say, yeah, but it's Howard. They stink. UC's only Sweet 16 team in the last 20 years lost to Presbyterian. It happens. Take a little adversity along the way. And when you win that game, that's massive. So 6-0 and with the Bearcats. By the way, Houdini, I thought that karma was going to hit me. You saw what I sent to a Xavier fan last night. And everyone on the chat, you'll love this one. It's gold. I said... Stand by, adding for the drama. I probably shouldn't be looking through the catch chat considering we sent about 300 today. But here we go. I texted a buddy last night at 920. Must be tough watching Xavier be ass when you know UC is back. Ha ha. Tough loss. Beeping losers. Sean's too worried about his new podcast with Fanta. Then I texted him this morning at noon or this afternoon at noon, and said, your silence is telling. Still haven't received a response. I think he was getting ready to respond to me about this Howard game, and now he doesn't get to. That's why I love Cincinnati pulling out games like this. You can't take this W away from us, Houdini. On to Victor Lockin, or shall I say Victor Lakin. We trashed him a little bit at the beginning of the year. I don't think we trashed him for his offensive abilities. Look, Victor Lockin's a four. He's a four that's had to play the five now for a couple of years, and when Bendego's in there, when Aziz is in there, you see a completely different side of Victor Lockin with how he plays, and I'm loving what I'm seeing. Your thoughts on uh, the lethal weapon? Lakin. I might start calling him Lakin for the rest of the year because he, he played a hell of a game. He's been on he's been our best player all year, really. Um, what, he had 19-6, uh, two blocks. He, does, he did it all except not hit his free throws. He did have an air ball today. Looked like he was going to cry. He was, like, staring at the rim for – 10 seconds after he missed it, just confused. Like, what? What? Yeah, well, Vic, you, the air ball. That? It's all right. Yeah, get get up the line, knock down the other one. Out of the next um, one. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, I mean, he was awesome. And, and you're right. When he can um, kind of play and not just sit in the paint like that, when he's the only guy that has any length or size, when he plays with Bandago, he 
looks like a different player. Um, he doesn't necessarily have the huge guy guarding him. They're guarding Bandego. So I think it's a good dynamic. I, I was nervous having two seven-footers like that initially, but I've liked what I've seen so far. Um, if Vic can, like I said earlier, keep people honest with the the three-point shot. I know he didn't hit any today, but if he can just knock down open ones, that's going to be crucial for just the offensive flow and the spacing. But you can't hate on on Vic. He has been he's been our best guy. No no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I thought Jizzle James showed a lot late. Um, th there may be a point in the season where him and Day Day are more one A one B right now. Day Day is clearly the starting point guard. That may change as the season goes forward. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like what I've seen from Day Day, especially when he's knocking down some shots. I think that's more of a testament to what Jizzle can be as the season progresses. Um, you know, Day Day probably is who he is more than than Jizzle, being a little bit older and a little more experienced in that regard. So we'll see if moving forward, Jizzle can slide into that starting role. And if he does, that's a good thing because that doesn't mean Day Day lost the job. That just means Jizzle went out there and really grew up this freshman year and took it. Next up for Cincinnati. Sunday, December 3rd against Florida Gulf Coast. That is at Fifth Third Arena. Then after that, almost a week off. And then it's at Xavier. It's at a team right now that I believe is four and three. And they have Houston on Friday. I received a text earlier from a Cats fan. And he says, God, wouldn't that be nice if that court just collapsed into the ocean? I mean, that's a terrible thing to say. He was joking, obviously. And I probably shouldn't be relaying it on the show. I don't want for that to happen. Um, but Xavier, Houston, Muskies could be four and four um, a week before that matchup with the Cats. Is this the year maybe after the alumni team went into CentOS Center? We're knocking on wood. I got a big wooden desk around me. We're good, folks. I'm not jinxing anything. But could this be the year where I'm not going to say when, but the year that they're favored heading into CentOS Center? I think that's maybe a fair statement. Yes, let's let's just everyone in the chat's going nuts. Avoid the trap game. Avoid the trap game. Elliot's talking about how you're now asking for a natural disaster to happen in the Houston Xavier game. Um, you know, we hope everyone gets out of there okay. All right, I would actually prefer Houston to lose that game. I'd like to have Xavier. I, I want to at least get a quad one win out of this, man. We got to think about that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I would. I would. I think it's safe to say let's not brush over Florida Gulf Coast. I know it's not, you know, Dunk City like it was, what, eight, ten years ago, whenever the hell that happened. Um, but like we said, you, you can lose any damn game in college basketball. There, there's no doubt about it. So let's take care of business there. But yes, I would assume that, um, I mean, home court advantage is such a big swing. We haven't won in Cintas in 20 years, dude. I was like eight years old the last time they won a game in Cintas. So I could still see Xavier being favored by what? a pick them almost minus one, something like that. So we'll see. We'll hammer on the that alone. Need to be. Yeah. Just yeah. on the I home mean, court, it dude, it'll swing alone. 30 points. I just, swear. I mean, just, just on the, the history factor, like at this point, if you're betting on the cats in that game, you're a silly man. And I'm a silly man. I admit that I've done it year after year, but I mean, with Xavier winning every single game, even when years where I didn't think they were better, like when the cats had Hicks and Maxiel and they had, you know, Chalmers and that team and was like 10 and nine entering the game. I mean, every year, the Lance Stevenson year, I thought the cats were better. There were many years I thought the cats were better and they just could not get it done. We'll obviously have more on that rivalry as we get just a little bit closer games in action today. You said you can lose any given night. 
Kansas, who's five in the country, fifth in the country, is up 57-54 on Eastern Illinois with 545 in the second half. I'm not going to update this podcast with the final score. Everyone has Google. You have Siri. Uh, All I'm going to say is Kansas is in a tight game. Kansas State also in a tight game, 68-66 with two minutes to go. So on your daily commute, pull over definitely don't do it while you're driving listening to this podcast but check out those scores and uh see if the uh, the, the big 12 had a clean sweep including cincinnati's 86 81 win topic number four fans are gonna love this did you see that the bearcats have a new fan and her name is taylor swift the Swifties are going nuts out there for the Bearcats. Fifth third's going to be packed the rest of the year. Travis Kelsey bought her a Bearcats jersey, number 13. It's not a Lenny Stokes jersey. I think it's a Trey Scott era jersey. But she's got a 13 Swift Bearcats jersey. This is awesome. I mean, this is a big day. Who does Xavier have as their big fan? Bill Murray? Congrats. That was cool in 2006. We have Taylor Swift. Do we? I haven't seen this picture. I'm pulling it up. You're saying it's a 13, like old school block jersey. I'm pulling we it up only now. got a tease of the. We only got a tease of the back. So there's like a chance that it could be a TJ Maxx jersey that he bought her and just embroidered Swift on it. Come on. But based on the color scheme and based on the numbers that I'm seeing, I'm 99.9% sure that's a, a Bearcats yeah. jersey. Unless it's like I a Chiefs Xavier, basketball jersey. Yeah, Xavier's got like Bill Murray, and I think they got like Frankie Muniz from uh, Malcolm in the Middle from about uh, 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, solid celebrities, but yeah, I'm going to take, I'll take Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey on the, on the cat side of things. Um, but I'm so over Taylor Swift. I don't even know if I can, I don't even know if I can bring her on the, on the bandwagon. Where was she when we were losing to Colgate? Where was Taylor Swift then? Oh, when Jaron Cumberland threw it up from half court, uh, she wasn't losing her mind with the rest of Bearcat Nation. I can tell you that much. Fire, Brandon. We've had enough of this clown. UC football. Let's talk about it. Let's. We, we buried this team to the bagpipes about a month and a half ago, very early in the Big 12 slate. They won one Big 12 game. It was over a team that they've beaten year after year in the AAC in front of about 20,000 fans in the Houston Cougars. So they didn't beat any of the big wigs. Uh, They avoided Kansas State, Texas, and Texas Tech, had one of the most favorable schedules in the entire league, and they don't win any of those games aside from Houston. They lose to Miami of Ohio. An exodus of players are leaving, which I don't think is a bad thing because when your team sucks and your players are leaving, who cares? All that matters, Mason Fletcher, Dante Corleone, the godfather, your two best players are coming back. Let's see what Scott can do because they're not going to fire him after one year. But, man, that was an F of a coaching job this year. Maybe not a coaching job, but in terms of the enjoyment and the Bearcats product, that was an F. I mean, after the Iowa State game, I'm trying to make a living doing this or at least a side hustle doing this and i didn't even want to watch the games i was like god forsaken my saturday has to be spent watching this it was uh, yeah shameful f f across the board i was even astonished i thought it was going to be a little bit of a a tough uh trail uh, ahead going into the big 12 didn't think it would be that bad absolute failure across the board hopefully next year we figure it out but i'm on to cats basketball season just like the chat is i am on 
to cats hoops. Yep. Okay, Chuck, don't bring that negative energy to the show again. Okay, I'm about to throw up after watching that boat of a camera angle that we had, and now you're bringing up something even more disgusting, which was UC football. I don't think I could take it. It was tough. 86-81, final score in favor of Cincinnati. If you like the show, download the audio podcast in case you missed this post-game show live on YouTube. Let's get the hell out of Howard. Never schedule that game again. I like the battle test, but, I mean, next time, that's a lose-lose situation. If you want to be battle-tested, schedule a road game at Providence. I mean, come on. Then we can take that L, and it's fine. It's Providence. But a road game at Howard? I don't understand it, but hey, when you when you get the quadrant three win on the road, you know it's harder than a quadrant three game. Um, it, it's a game that it, it felt a lot like East Carolina on a Sunday in 2020, didn't it? That's what it felt a lot like today. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could just the vibes were were terrible. As I said, they were terrible going into it. Uh, not even really a trap game. Like I just looked at it on the schedule, and you know it's going to be a tough one. But yeah, again, wins a win. Let's uh let's get the hell out of Howard. Appreciate it. Go Bearcats. I'd give some down the drives, but I think it's the it's the coolest chant ever when you see 7,000 people doing it together, but when it's one person doing it in front of a screen, god bless it's cringe. Good night everyone. <laughs>